Welcome to the Sal Vetri Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the podcast and the channel. Sal Vetri here, and we are going to break down a nine-game NBA slate today on Monday, January 6th. Hope you all had a great wildcard NFL weekend. I personally did. I personally had an enjoyable weekend, but I also had a good NBA weekend, and there wasn't a lot of contests to enter. There was just a lot of uh, crappy contests up top because the NFL, and also PGA being back, but the NFL was taking over a far majority of the interest. It was pretty clear of these DFS sites, so... Now that that's gone for a couple of days until we get a nice another four-game slate next weekend, I will be covering that, so you can check that out here, as well as the PGA Sony Open that is coming event, the Sony event uh, upcoming for the PGA, the real start of the season as many would uh, consider it. But we get new, we get the the back-to-normal prize pools, the huge prize pools, but also a ton of contest selection back up in the lobbies for the NBA. Uh, I love it. I'm very excited about that. We're going to go through like we usually do. But before we do, be sure to check out my exclusive content. NBA projections are be dropping on Patreon later today, as well as my interest pool, updated all the way through lock, up until lock and through lock. You're going to get access to my Discord via Patreon if you would like. Lots of like-minded people talking in there. Had some pretty cool conversations yesterday uh, with some individuals. And then I have a lot of other stuff for PGA as well as NFL. Follow me on my social media account, DFS on Twitter. You can see it. It's on the screen somewhere, bottom left, bottom right somewhere, depending on where it is. Uh, and also Instagram, SalVetri. And lastly, I will give a shout out to Fantasy Draft. I'm still waiting on them to send me some uh, links for a promo or, or some sort of contest for the NBA. Hopefully today I will get that since it was just a weekend. A lot of uh, their working class was off for the weekend as well as the holidays. So it's been a while, but fantasy draft i have them sponsored up above you should check them out at drake free dfs over there I'm not sure if they use any type of referral code, but if they did and you were to sign up for the first time, be sure just to throw my name into there. I will get some kind of, uh, try and get some sort of promo code or promotional tournament started up moving forward on these videos. But yeah, Rake Free DFS, you don't get charged the 20 to 30. I think it was Alex Baker recently came out in an article and said you're usually getting charged like 25 or 30% of your bankroll to Rake. Um, and yeah, they're not going to have the huge contest, but you're also going to get 29.5% of your bankroll back by just paying like a lousy $5 a month fee at most. So, um, you get $1,000 a month and spend without rake if you pay $5 a month compared to paying uh, 300 of that back to rake if you were to play another site. So be sure to check that out. Without further ado, if you could hit the subscribe button, uh, we should hit 18,000 subscribers if we get like 40 today. So I'm going to be releasing an NFL first look, PGA, and this video here. So please do, NBA gang, hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you over in the Discord later today if you're welcome uh, and would like to sign up for Patreon. So starting with injured news, there's a lot. It's a nine-game slate, so it's, it's a normal amount for a nine-game slate. Starting in Atlanta, John Collins is questionable. Uh, Jabari Parker, he is also questionable. He would be the direct replacement of Collins. The last time out, they had to start Bruno Fernando at the four. They started... um. Damian Jones at the five, but then Alex Lund saw more run at center, which was kind of expected, partially because Jones can't stay out of foul trouble, partially because you're just going to need to put Alex Lund on the court at some point over Damian Jones, who's more of a, a raw product, who uh, good on offense, not as great on defense because of that foul trouble. Uh, John Collins at 7,500 would be a nice play today uh, just because of the price point, but it's also a tough matchup. Anyway, just keep an eye on it, a back injury against Denver. Um, if he is out, it would impact Trey Young's upside. It would impact Jabari Parker if he was to play. And then all the bigs in Alex Lund and DeAndre Hunter who would see some minutes at the four, Bruno Fernando. Cam Reddish missed the last game. He's questionable at the wrist. Would help DeAndre Bemery, Alan Crabb, DeAndre Hunter, and then Jabari Parker, like we mentioned. If Parker and Collins were to both miss today, you might see another Bruno Fernando at the five. You might end up seeing Vince Carter get a start at the five. Who knows? But if Jabari Parker was to start and John Collins was out, well, a $4,700 Jabari Parker in line for 30 to 32 to 34 minutes of play is pretty nice. 
Kemba remains out for Boston. You'll continue to see Marcus Smart start. You'll get the starting lineup of Marcus Smart here, uh, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, and then Ennis Cantor slash Dice, whoever they go to today. Um, so I do think that Marcus Smart sees a nice bump here. Jason Tatum sees the best point per minute bump. He sees a, a 1.3 fantasy point per minute producer when Kemba Walker is off the court. He just has a ball in his hands more. The rest of the guys also have a bump as well. For Chicago, Laurie Market is actually doubtful. Now, Laurie doesn't usually miss games. I mean, last year towards the end of the season he did, but this season we're not seeing him as much. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. You do have Thad Young off the bench, plays a lot of three and back up four. You might end up seeing him. He saw extended run in the last game, play 30 plus minutes. He's only 3,700. That's really nice. Luke Cornett has been seeing very few minutes at this five. Maybe he picks up more minutes at the five if they go Wendell Carter Jr. more at the four. And then Chandler Hutchinson is actually probable today who will play minutes at the four. So it'll be interesting to see how they give Laurie Markkinen's 32 or so minutes away. It would be nice to see Thad Young get up into the 30s because he becomes then a very stable value today. For Dallas, Christoph Borzingis was ruled doubtful, then officially out. Maxi Kleber, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, and Justin Jackson should see bumps. Justin Jackson sneakily has been playing a ton of minutes, 29 and 27, 20-plus uh, in, in really over the last week with Christoph's injuries being there. Obviously, Kleber would probably continue to start or DFS Dorian Finney-Smith, but keep an eye on Justin Jackson, who's low down there in price. Tim Hardaway Jr. is questionable, would impact Seth Curry, J.J. Barea, and DeLon Wright at the small forward and shooting guard positions. For Golden State, um, once again, the Golden State team is is just going to pack it up and, and not start anybody with uh, value here, um, but it's going to open up value for us, uh, name value, I guess you'd say. Draymond Green ruled out with an ankle, D'Angelo Russell ruled out with a shoulder, and Kevon Looney will remain out with an abdominal injury. So Russell being out helps Damian Lee and Alec Burks. Uh, Kai Bowman might draw the start. He played 27 minutes the last time. That Russell missed the time before that. He played 37, um, but he really was barely getting you there. His price point is still cheap, though. It's really going to help Alec Burks at 6500 and I believe $6,100 Damian Lee. Just take more shots, have more usage, assist percentage goes up. They're both in nice positions. And Draymond Green being out also helps the Alec Burks of the world and the Damian Lee secure maybe 34 to 35 minutes of play today. Also helps Eric Paschal get into the mid-20s. Glenn Robinson the third stabilize in the high 30s in minutes. As well. Kevon Looney being out doesn't matter as much. Willie Cauley Stein returned in the last one, played about 14 minutes. Now he gets to go up against his former team. I think that minutes sort of limit is going to increase, especially with no Draymond Green here. We'll see if we get any news on it, but he's a nice price point of 4,400 today. For Indiana, uh, TJ McConnell is going to be questionable with an ankle. If he was to miss, this is pretty impactful news. Edmund Sumner would finally see more minutes. You still don't have Malcolm Brogdon, so that helps Jeremy Lamb. If if TJ McConnell's 24, 25, 26 minutes were gone in this one, it also helps Aaron Holiday, who I imagine continues to start and play around 32 minutes. Maybe you can get him stabilized around 34, 35. And then the brother, Justin Holiday as well, who had a nice game last time out off the bench, might actually be able to pick up more consistent and stable minutes. For Milwaukee, just Pat Connington at 3,500 today is going to be out against San Antonio. He was originally ruled probable, and then he got ruled out with a thigh injury. It helps a lot of these backups. Now, if um, you still have Dante DiVincenzo drawing starts alongside Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe, uh, with Wesley Matthews being banged up as of late and just kind of getting out of the rotation, but it's still going to help DiVincenzo. It's going to help George Hill, who right now is just seeing direct backup point guard minutes to Eric Bledsoe, 20 to 22 a game. Maybe now you get him in there for more of these minutes that Connington was playing, which was about exactly 18 per game this season. And Sterling Brown, Wesley Matthews, all these guys off the off the bench will see bumps. Connington being out is sort of impactful, but it, it's really if you just want to kind of take chances on the $3,900 type of value in George Hill. 
for New Orleans, Drew Holiday is questionable. Pretty big injury here against Utah. Utah has not been the same defense. Mike Conley continues to be out with an injury of his own. So Alonzo Ball, who's been balling out as of late, no pun intended, and gets to start in this one. Um, it has been starting, playing 30-plus minutes and, and really being productive in those nearing triple-doubles, getting triple-doubles. He would be a huge bump up because all the usage would be in his hands. It already is, but the assist percentage would just go even higher when Drew Holiday is off the court, a guy who closes in on 28% usage, 20-plus percent assists. Frank Jackson might see some more run. He hasn't been used all that much since this team has gotten healthier. Brandon Ingram would see more run in terms of just production, point-per-minute production increasing. And then J.J. Redick and Josh Hart, who continue, especially over the last week, to be stable pieces of this offense, whether it's starting like Redick or coming off the bench like Hart, you might end up seeing Hart join the starting lineup. It'll be interesting to see what happens, but Reddick and Hart both provide a lot of value for really, really like the third or fourth straight slate that they're on, especially if Holiday is out. Nerland's Noel will miss. Steven Adams' minutes might get a little bit higher up there instead of playing 30, maybe get 32 or 34 out of him for more stability against Philadelphia. Mike Muscala against his former team, and I believe Justin Patton used to be on Philadelphia as well against his uh, former team at center would be the backup fill-ins for Noel. Bogdan Bogdanovich, he's going to be questionable with an ankle against Golden State. I believe he was then ruled doubtful. Keep an eye on that one um, with the ankle injury. Harrison Barnes' price is coming up because he continues to play huge minutes. Buddy Heald's, same thing, continues to play huge minutes, but his price isn't coming up at 7200 Really nice spot. Uh, Bialica with no Marvin Bagley, and now no Bogdan will continue to get all his run at the 4 and a lot of it. Not getting a lot of minutes at the 5, though. With Harry Giles getting those, Justin James should see a slight boost as well. And finally in Washington, Bradley Beal is questionable again with a leg. Last time he had Jordan McRae start for him, but it was Ish Smith, the one who goes up for the 50-point burgers. Um, McRae didn't really have foul trouble, picked up three fouls, but he just had a really bad first quarter. I mean, he had like a 16-point first quarter when he went for 55 a couple nights ago, uh, and then he had like a three-point first quarter while Ish Smith was doing his work. So it seems like Gary Payton and Isaiah Thomas are the odd men out when Bradley Beal misses. It seems like it goes McRae and Smith uh, and then Troy Brown. Also some pretty big news. Jonathan Williams was waived on I believe it was the fourth, so three days ago by the Wizards, and also Jerome Robinson. So no major news on Robinson, but Jonathan Williams, this team doesn't have fours. Like, as as far as I'm concerned, uh, and see, Thomas Bryan is still out, Mo Wagner is still out, Rui is still out, and Davis Bertens, unless he's back today and I'm missing it, he's still out. So you have a guy in Yama Himni who is questionable today with a finger. The only other, and I'm just going to call him AP, the only other big on this team is AP and Admiral Schofield, who's not getting run. So as of right now, I did not see any transactions that they signed anybody. I'm assuming somebody's coming back today, whether it is, I haven't seen any news on Bryant. They said that he might be back around the 10th right now is the 6th. So uh, whether it is Bryant coming back early, whether it is Davis Bertans, if none of them are coming back and Jan Mahimni was to actually miss today, this leads me to believe that this isn't a serious finger injury because then you only have one center on the entire roster in AP. And then you only have one power forward on the entire roster in in Admiral Schofield, who they're not even playing right now. So Troy Brown is a guy who's going to see a huge bump today if Beal and Mahimni miss. Um, Yeah, he's going to have to play like 40 minutes and a lot of them at the floor. So keep an eye on what happens. They're very interesting that this team who Jonathan Williams just played 30 minutes for them. It's very interesting to see that they just waived him when they need power forwards. It leads me to believe that somebody might be coming back, if not in this game, very soon. And I think that guy might be Thomas Bryant. Heading into the target offense sheet, I'll just stop on it like I usually do here. Um, Just for people, if they want to look at it, this is available on Patreon. It's a nine-game slate. It's a lot to break down here. I'll probably just get right into the early interests. I will call out the two highest team total spots. Seven-point favorite Milwaukee, a 118.25 team implied total today against San Antonio. And I'm just going to fix these pace numbers here for everybody just so the pace metrics add up. 
and I will scan those down for all two teams. There we go. Perfect. It's going to be a, a faster-paced game on this slate. It's going to be actually the, the fastest-paced game on the slate between Milwaukee and San Antonio. San Antonio playing a lot quicker as of late. DeJounte Murray will be back, so you don't have to worry about starting Derek White or your Patty Mills or your Bryn Forbes of the world for value there. It's a decent spot for a nice price. DeMar DeRozan at $7,000, um, LaMarcus Aldridge also in a fine spot here. Definitely tougher matchups, but Milwaukee has been struggling against centers this year. It's actually a tough matchup for DeMar DeRozan here, but it's going to be a, actually an appealing matchup in terms of fantasy points per game, which you shouldn't really look at too much, but for centers, it does speak some volumes in terms of the blocks upsides, the rebounding double-double upsides. It's one of the more appealing matchups on the slate for a guy like Aldridge if he indeed starts to, to start at the five today. I do have interest there. You have a cheap Giannis at, at, at 10-9, very cheap. Um, this game is a seven-point spread. is not as concerning as when they're, they're 11, 12, 13-point favorites. This is actually a competent team in terms of keeping it close at a seven-point spread. Now, I mean, uh, two, three weeks ago, uh, 548 had them as the, the worst team in the entire league to finish the San Antonio Spurs team, which is crazy. Maybe now with more DeJounte Murray minutes, they won't finish dead last. Um, but it's a spot that I think San Antonio has some upside. DeRozan, Aldridge on the Milwaukee side. I'm really just getting to Giannis at his price tag. If you wanted to throw in some of that George Hill, Dante DiVincenzo value without Pat Connington's 18 minutes, I think it might get split up maybe like two, three minutes to those guys, which will help George Hill if you were able to get 24 minutes out of him instead of 20 at 3,900 for a point per minute producer. That's pretty big. Second highest total is actually Boston, even without Kemba, but they get a great matchup against Washington. Dead last, Washington continues to be in fantasy points per possession or points just per possession in the NBA, and they continue to be top five on the offensive side. So they're playing a lot. They're playing a lot and balling out on the offensive side and just playing no defense. It makes sense when you're down like five or six bodies. So um, Boston 117.75 team implied total, nine point favorites today. It's a nice pace spot. The second highest pace game uh, right behind what you're seeing in San Antonio, Milwaukee. I like a lot of Boston. Marcus Smart remains too cheap for no Kemba Walker. Jason Tatum remains at $8,000 for a guy averaging 1.3 fantasy points per minute without Kemba on the court this season. Um, the rest of the guys grayed out well. Gordon Hayward might have the best individual matchup. He'll be getting matchups against Admiral Schofield and Troy Brown at the four, but he'll also be able to take guys off the ball and take them out to the three-point line and work those types of guys. Um, I, I think a lot of this makes sense. I, you're going to see on my early interest, the entire Boston team pretty much, I have a lot of interest in. I probably have my priorities right now as for Boston, um, Marcus Smart, and then it's like 2A, 2B with Jason Tatum and Hayward. And then $7,400 Jalen Brown would come in last, but I, I like all of them at that same time. I'm going to quickly move over now that we talked about some of the higher implied totals. Uh, I'll quickly just say uh, Dallas, 8.5-point uh, favorite, 113-team implied total. The other side, um, in, in another game that starts at 8, Utah has a 112.5-team implied total. I'm actually excited to watch this Pelicans and Utah game. A lot of interesting fantasy pieces. Maybe not a real great real-life game, but if Drew Holiday's out, it will become very interesting for fantasy. That game has a 225.5-team implied total. That's the third highest on the slate. Both teams implied for a nice uh, both pace here, but also nice implied team totals between Utah and New Orleans. I think there's a lot of pieces to get in that one just on how bad New Orleans' defense is. You take Drew Holiday off the court, who's a really good two-way guard, maybe one of the best in the entire league with Clay Thompson injured this year might be the best two-way shooting guard in the entire league now that I think about it when in terms of healthy guards um it's going to be a really good spot for that entire Utah team in terms of where their upside lies so let's get into um where some of my interests lie today so this is an interesting slate because I could already tell there's just too many guys underpriced. Like we have some value already, but there are so many guys underpriced in this slate. So many guys in the seven and eight K range, even Giannis all the way up at the top, that shouldn't be nearly as cheap as they are. So when that happens, I'm listing out right here, 24 people that I'm interested in. I already went through my projections. I'll be posting them later today. I'll link them up right now above on Patreon. If you want to check those out, even if you just want to support me over there on Patreon, you can make donations as an independent content creator. I do appreciate that. 
But I could already tell that this is going to be a day on a nine-game slate where I have, like, usually I try to aim for, like, a 40 to 50-person player pool. I'll be pushing that 50-person limit because you can pay up today because Giannis is so cheap. And Bede, Jokic, these guys are cheap. Or you can build a nasty, balanced approach with the Boston guys. You can get up in there some uh, Golden State guys. You can get some of... Vooch against Ball- Brooklyn, who Brooklyn's playing better, but still not great against centers, uh, 8,300. You can get down to some of the cheap range, depending on what happens with Bradley Beal today. Um, it's a really good slate to do either of those things. So when that happens, I don't have a clear-cut approach of, okay, I'm just going to get these balance guys. I can exclude some of my top-end pay-up spots. No, like I'm going to have both, so I'm going to have like a 50 to 60-person player pool. Uh, for a nine-game slate, it's not terrible at that point. Hopefully, it gets a little bit more clear as the day goes on with injury news. But uh, yeah, hit the subscribe button before we continue to go. Let's get into these early interests. At the top, Giannis at 10-9. It's hard not to like a guy who has the highest implied team total. The spread's only 7, and if I project him for 30 minutes, he's going to grade out extremely well for 50-plus fantasy points, which uh, ding, ding, ding is right around what he has to get you at that price point. If I project him for 32, he's going to project out for close to his season average, which is 60.1 fantasy points, which ding, ding, ding is a great spot as well. So the highest pace environment, highest team total for a guy averaging 1.9 fantasy points per minute this year for a guy who is just unreal with the usage, assists, blocks, um, rebounds, and double-double upside. Yes, if you were to pay up today, I would choose Giannis over $2,000 savings pretty much or so over Luka. Joel Embiid's only at 9400 today against Steven Adams. Um, it's a fine matchup for Embiid. He's a guy similar to Vooch, who we'll talk about, who doesn't have to get his points all up at the basket, where Steven Adams pretty much does. Joel Embiid takes about a third of his shots from the short mid-range, which means I don't have to back you up. I don't have to even stay next to you. I can even come out to the three-point line at times, which Steven Adams, not the greatest at guarding that. And number two, can't do that on the offensive side. So it doesn't make Embiid spend a lot of his energy there. Embiid, 31.2% usage, elite rebounding numbers, elite assist percentage um, for a big man, 31 minutes per game. If I give him 32 today, he grades out as a really nice play. Jokic against Atlanta with John Collins questionable today. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of Alex Len plus, I don't even think you can keep Damian Jones out there. Alex Len plus maybe Bruno Fernando trying to defend Jokic. Yes, he has not been great, but he's priced like it at 9,200. He's priced right around his season average of 44 or so fantasy points per game. You're getting triple-double upside out of this type of a guy in this environment, I will say. Nice pace spot above average by about one possession. Nice team total at 112.75, usage of 27.3. Uh, yeah, at $9,200, next to him Embiid, I prefer Embiid because he consistently gets you there for not only cash purposes in that like 45, 50 point range, but also ceiling purposes around 60. Um, for $200 more, I would prefer Embiid, but I would assume the ownership goes there as well. This next tier is where I start to really like and start to enjoy some balanced approaches, right? So Nikola Vucevic, he continues to be just underpriced by DraftKings. It's disrespectful. He'll go out there and he'll drop 45 to 50 points almost every single night. Now he has the premier matchup against Brooklyn, who has been very good defensively as of late, even without Kyrie Irving, which is somewhat surprising. Irving, a very good two-way guard, I would say. But now you get him against Brooklyn, who better defensively, but still not great against centers. And it's because it's the same personnel. Jared Allen is becoming better at not getting in foul trouble. But at the same time, he, he's not a guy who you can um, kind of take when you take that man out to the three point line, when you take him out to around the free throw line jump shot range. He's not a guy who can come with you. And similar to Embiid, Vooch can do that. Similar with Jokic. These centers are not just post up centers like Mitchell Robinson, probably like Steven Adams. They can get theirs regardless of the matchup. So Vooch, in a good matchup for rebounding upside, is only 8,300 today, and he's probably going to project out for somewhere around 44 to 45 to 46 fantasy points for me. That's a nice start for a balanced approach build. Donovan Mitchell, still no Mike Conley. I like a lot of these Utah guys. Starting with Mitchell is probably my favorite. Point guard, shooting guard eligible. Um, Look, Conley being out doesn't really change much. It actually hurts his assist percentage because it's one less great shooter on the court, although Conley has been great this year, but Conley was driving a little bit more 
than he had been in the past. Um, but nothing really changes point per minute wise. He's still like a 1.1 fantasy point per minute producer. Now you just get an ideal matchup with potentially no Drew Holiday out there. Even better. Jason Tatum. Now you get the Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown right back to back here against Washington. I do prefer Tatum. Again, he he projects out for 1.3 fantasy points per minute per game without Kemba. I probably don't project him that high, but it is a nice uh, minutes floor. But in this matchup, he's probably going to project out really close, even if I try not to get it that high. If he projects out for 1.25 fantasy points per minute and I give him 35 minutes today at $8,000, he's going to project out as a good to great play. Same things can be said for Jalen Brown. I just think he's a little bit more properly priced compared to Tatum's usage when there's no... Um, uh, when there's no Kemba Walker, Buddy Heald's price point increases by one. He's just playing huge minutes, whether it's because there's no Marvin Bagley once again, and now Bogdan Bogdanovich continues to be questionable to doubtful. He's just playing huge minutes again instead of he had like a week span or two when those guys were healthy of playing like 32 minutes a game. Now he's back up to 36 to 38, and he has a great matchup against the Golden State backups here. $7,200 I like a lot. Gordon Hayward, another Boston guy who plays for around a 1 to 1.05 fantasy points per minute when Kemba's off the court. You're going to get around 34 minutes from him in this really good matchup, where he probably excels the most as a power forward here based on the matchups down below closer to the basket. DeMar DeRozan at 7K. Uh, when you compare DeMar DeRozan to Jalen Brown, Buddy Heald, Gordon Hayward of my interest in the 7K range, DeRozan, he's maybe like in the middle there. Um, I think I prefer right now Gordon Hayward the most than like a Heald and DeRozan combo and then Brown the least. But at the price point of 7K, I have him projecting out for a little bit over a fantasy point per minute. I have him projecting out for somewhere around 34 to 35 minutes today. So at 7K, he's projecting out for 33, 34 fantasy points. That's obviously an underpriced player, but he's an underpriced player, one of many on this slate. Rashawn Holmes, with no Marvin Bagley, um, continues to play 32 minutes at a bottom number at the five position with the upside of 35 minutes. His price continues to sink for a guy who consistently is putting up performances in the 30-point range in terms of DraftKings fantasy points with the upside of these 40, 50-point nights, and they don't come any better than when you're facing a former teammate, well, I guess former teammate of the um, Sacramento, but not of him when he was on Phoenix last year, but Willie Cauley-Stein today, uh, Mark, Marquise Chris, Amari Spellman, not the greatest of defenders. I think Rashawn Holmes makes for a nice play. Whenever you can get a center this cheap who's going to play 34 minutes or so today in a good matchup, it's really hard to ignore, especially when they're power forward eligible. Alec Burks at 6,500. I think he's in fine play today. I don't have Damian Leon here, but I do think he's fine. I just prefer Alec Burks. Shot attempt, shot volume, and the times that he has the ball in his hands compared to Damian Lee, especially when you get a guy like D'Angelo Russell out. He'll take more of the point guard uh, in usage role. Troy Brown Jr. continues to ball out there. We have Jonathan Williams. I think if you don't get any news today that Davis Bertans is back or uh, Rui's not going to be back, it doesn't seem like, or Mo Wagner for at least another week. Thomas Bryant, they said, will be back. Oops, sorry. I got like an itch. Thomas Bryant will be back in two or three days, um, but maybe he'll be back today. I don't know. If there's no news that anybody's back, Troy Brown might have to start at the four. Even if they start Schofield at the four, Troy Brown's going to have to play 35 minutes and half of those, if not more, at the four. So keep an eye on the injury news. Troy Brown at 6,100 is probably overpriced for the matchup, but if there's no other fours out there, he's a body that's going to have to get more run in a favorable spot in terms of where you're playing on the court closer to the basket. Wendell Carter Jr. with Laurie Markin and Doubtful should be in line for a stable 32 to 35 minutes. He's only 6K, another complete misprice by DraftKings. Uh, even if Laurie was in, Wendell Carter should be like 6,500 on this slate against Dallas, where Kristoff is doubtful, so a much better matchup down low. Now, his foul trouble issues have been completely reduced, similar, very similar to what you're seeing out of... Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. over the last month or so. These guys are kind of figuring it out. Uh, hopefully that doesn't knock on wood right now, uh, hurt anything for tonight. But with Laurie Markin and Doubtful, he might pick up more minutes at the four, but I think he's just going to pick up a ton more minutes at the five. And some of those guys who back up Wendell Carter at the five, whether it's Gafford, uh, potentially today with Hutchinson coming back, he'll play some four minutes. Thad Young plays some four minutes. I think you have a st- stable like 34 minutes at a Carter Jr. 32 to 34 is what I'll project him at. 
Aaron Gordon started at the four last game, $5,800 he was in that game. He ended up getting like a nice game, close to 35 fantasy points. He only comes up to 6K today, and as long as he starts at the four again against Brooklyn, another nice spot. And the reason I love these types of plays so much is he's small forward eligible. You get to put a power forward, another one, into your lineups on DraftKings, who's going to play close to the basket for double-double upside, but he's going to be small forward eligible. As many power forwards, centers, and point guards as you can get into your lineups, the better they score the most fantasy points overall on the long run. So I do like Aaron Gordon as long as he starts at the four today. Last time they started Wes Owando at the three, Gordon at the four. Again, uh, Jonathan Isaac will be missing a lot more time. Aaron Holiday at 5,800. I like him a lot more if there's no TJ McConnell. It just stabilizes his 32 to 34 minute upside. Um, he's priced where he really should be. Charlotte has been a very meh defensive team. Um, their guards have been a little bit better defensively. Terry Rozier, fine defender. Devontae Graham, very meh. So $5,800. He's one of the guys that I think is just priced properly uh, in this range. I would, do, I would prefer across different positions, Aaron Gordon and Wendell Carter. Jordan McRae, continue to watch if he starts or not. It's a tougher matchup against Boston. I only have interest in McRae if Bradley Beal is out. I'm not going to use the last game sample as anything to judge McRae, where he only went for like 20-something fantasy points instead of the two times where he went for 50. Jordan McRae averages over 1.2 fantasy points per minute this season in a good sample when Bradley Beal is off the court. Whether he's starting or not, he's going to play close to 30 minutes and average 1.2 fantasy points at 5,700. That means he's going to project out for somewhere around 30 to 32 to 34 fantasy points for me. If Bradley Beal's out, I will have interest. Marcus Smart at 5,200, probably my favorite Boston uh, Celtic today with no Kemba. I think he's in line to play another 32 or so minutes at the point guard position against one of the worst teams, actually the worst team in points per possession on defense. Really good for point guards. Jabari Parker, only interest if, if you have um, John Collins out today. It's a really tough matchup, but he would be 4,700. I have interest in both of these New Orleans guards. If I, Either way, I have some interest, but a lot more at both 4,400. Um, Josh Reddick, I guess, more of a small forward, but J.J. Reddick and Josh Reddick, uh, J.J. Reddick and Josh Hart, if you indeed have no Drew Holiday, is the main way I'll have interest in them. Picking them apart is hard at that point. I might prefer Hart, especially if he starts. George Hill at 3,900. No Pat Connington today makes him a little bit more appealing. Maybe he picks up more minutes, but there's a good chance those minutes just go to Sterling Brown, Wesley Matthews, Dante DiVincenzo, and they continue to give Hill just the backup point guard rotations of 20 to 22 minutes, but he's 3,900. Thad Young might start at the four today. Keep an eye on this. You might get Chandler Hutchinson, Hutchinson there. Thad Young, they could even put Luke Cornett there. It'll be interesting. But Thad Young at 3,700, if he starts at the four, he'll be in line for 30 to 32 minutes of play instead of his normal backup run of like 20 to 22 minutes. He played 29 minutes in the last game. It'll be interesting to see what they do here. Thad Young at 3,700, if he started at the four with no Kristoff against him on the Dallas side of the ball, and he, I would project him for 30 to 32, he'd be one of the better value plays in the sleet. And then AP from Washington, if there's no Jan Mahimni today, there's no other centers on the roster. As of right now, unless they change something in terms of injury news of Thomas Bryant, there's no other centers on the roster at 3,600. If there's no, either way, he's a good play. Like he's going to play 20 to 22 minutes against a, an okay team in Boston. Like Ennis Cantor's not a great defender. Daniel Dice is better, but not great either. Um, undersized guys for sure. If there's no Jan Mahimni, I'm going to have to project the guy for 30 minutes. Like I don't know who else gets to run there. So uh, it's very interesting. I think this is the most interesting spot on the slate is who is Washington going to say Thomas Bryant is playing today? Or are they going to, uh, if not, then it seems like Yama Himney must be healthier than the questionable tags actually indicating because they haven't signed another center. So thank you for tuning into this video, the NBA slate for Monday, January 6th, nine game slates, very fun slate. Please do hit the subscribe button before you leave. I appreciate that. Check out Fantasy Draft. If there's some sort of like who referred you here, you can just enter my name, Salvetri. 
I'll try and get a league and a link set up for the video for tomorrow's NBA slate. Check out my content later today. I'll be dropping an NFL first look video as well as a PGA for the Sony um, Open event uh, coming up on Thursday. I will be dropping a first look video for that. You can get more of my exclusive content over on Patreon. I have podcast episodes there, projections like my NBA projections, NFL projections, um, PGA exclusive podcasts and stat sheets, write-ups, and a lot more live streams, Discord access. So check all that out. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. My name's Sal. Have a great rest of your day and a great start to your week. Peace out, gang. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And before you go, if I can get you to subscribe and follow the podcast, download a few if you wish. But if you enjoyed this podcast, if you could please subscribe, helps me out, helps support it. So thank you so much. And I will see you in the next one.